welcome or welcome back to season three of the Combed Education Podcast. Let's talk hair. Uh, my name is Aras. I'm your host. If you guys have been around for a while, um, we are in season three, which is really exciting for me. I didn't think we'd I'd get here, to be honest. This started off as just like a for funsies um, thing, and I am three seasons in. I've had some really, really cool episodes and some fucking phenomenal guests. And this season, I'm spotlighting a lot more of my friends in the industry, of people I look up to in the industry, um, because I'm in this like mindset of I can go far alone, but I can go farther with other people. And that was a shift for me because I'm like super neurotic control freak. I got it. I have to do everything on my own. And then I met some really fucking cool people. Like over this last year, I have met some incredible people and um, I want to get to know them better because of social media. Like we like talk on social, but I don't really get a chance to interact with some of my friends. And so inviting them on the podcast, I feel like is really cool for a couple of reasons. Selfishly for me, because we get to hang out. And then um, secondly, for you guys, uh, for all of the people who listen, um, I think it's important to to know who's out there, to get to know, to see, to experience. And so why not use this platform for that? Um, so today I have a really, really, really funny, beautiful, talented, like, I feel like I fell in love with you on, um, if you guys are watching on YouTube, you probably can, can see my guest, but if you're just listening, um, I have Morgan on also known as at Jade Beauty Co. And it, it was funny cause she came on and I was like, I know your name is not Jade, but is it Catherine or Morgan? And she's like, I'm in the government protection witness program. I am. I am. <laughs> hiding out from the IRS or something it's so funny yeah, I remember I had to put my full government name too when I went to go get verified and I was like oh god you all know my middle name let me get get this done real quick all um, right but Morgan I feel like like most of us in the industry we I fell in love with you through your reels um and it was probably earlier this year and I shared a little bit, uh, I don't get too, too personal with my personal life, but like I've had kind of a really rocky, uh, tumultuous year. And there have been days where I was just like, not happy. And then your reel would pop up like God making hairdressers that re- like, it f- I fucking died. I laughed so hard. Thank you and, so much. And then like, I went to your page and I was like, she is so much more than funny reels. Like you do some fucking cool shit. Thanks, girl. It makes me it makes my heart happy because a lot of you guys don't know this early on in my career, like, I don't know, 15 years ago, I was very into doing avant garde runway, like I would make hair pieces. And we like me and my friend would do shows for Ed Hardy, like that just aged. Yes. It was a big deal. And like, she was. That is a big deal. Yeah. The gigs and she's like, do you want to help? I'm like, fuck yeah. And so we would use like chicken wire and hair extensions. I love it. Blue guns. And so when I see you doing your stuff, I'm like, oh, I miss that so much, that creative outlet. So while you you know, you're known more, I feel like on social media for the funny reels. And I think absolutely awarded a lot for that, um, which fucking you deserve. Um, I feel like you're so much more than that when I've gone to your to your feed and seen your work and seen your personality and you're a mom. So I don't want to I don't want to speak too much because I don't know a lot about you. So I'm going to pass it over to you. And um, just so you guys know, uh, we don't have an agenda. So we're just going to talk and see what happens. So I'm going to pass yeah. it to you and kind of do your thing. Well, thank you so much. Like truly, it's such an honor. And I think we've 
connected for probably over a year, but I just have to say your combed education, um, you were kind enough to hook me up about, I was at least a year ago and I am not kidding when I tell you like your voice is so soothing to me, which is such a weird thing to say, but I would literally at night I would watch and like would get in like this trance. It was like my meditation. Like if you can come read me a bedtime story, that would be great. (laughs) No, truly. And like what I love about education is like, I was always like, oh, the science part, it's so confusing to me, but the way that you break it down and, and the way you've created, you know, um, props to like explain it better is like so spot on. So anyways, that's just first and foremost, I have to tell you that, but, um, yeah, yes, I, um, I've been a hairstylist for almost 19 years, which seems crazy. How long have you been in, in the industry? 23. Yeah. Okay. So, right. So you're just like, how, I mean, I'm, I'm ex- so ecstatic, but also how does that time go by so fast? It's you, wild. It, yeah. You blink and it's like, damn, my body feels, my body feels it. Listen. It's like, I'm just getting started, but my body's like, bitch, your knees are done. Your hips are done. Your back is like, it's. I threw out my back. I do it annually around the holiday season. I, I threw it out Sunday and I am miserable you know I am just miserable but it's like we got to keep trucking through so yeah so thank you I um 19 years in the industry I do love avant-garde a lot and girl anytime you want to jump back in you just jump back in you know what I mean like that's what I love about our industry is you can take a break from things but then you can jump back in whenever you want so at party (laughs) It was so much fun. But I remember during COVID, like our second shutdown in California, I turned one of yeah. my spare bedrooms into a little studio. And I did, girl, I took out the styrofoam, the chicken wire, the glue, yes. like, sticky stuff. And like, it was so like soul filling, but I don't know where my mind goes. is like, that's literally just a creative outlet for me. There's no like, other than creativity, there's nothing that I can gain. But like you do, you actually work like Chicago Fashion Week, right? And like, yeah, so um, I've been the lead for Chicago Fashion Week for the last couple of years. Um, you know, I love fun, uh, fashion and runway. Um, I love editorial work. I just did an amazing shoot last night with four models. Um, I love that side of the industry avant-garde too, but it's not like that pays my bills, right? So like to just what you were saying, it is like my creative outlet and it feeds my soul so much. Like if I could just get paid to do avant-garde work all the time, that's I think what I would be drawn to. Um but I do, I've moved much more into education this year. I just feel like that's kind of the natural progression of my career, you know, being 19 years in, I'm like, I have some things to say. I have some, I feel like it's my time to give back to the industry, what I've learned over these two decades. So um, I'm loving education, actually. I didn't know that I would as much as I do. But I really do. Um, I had a very busy year. My friend Aaron Ray and I, we went on the road and we did um, a color, a lived in color tour, which was really awesome. We had a great support of amazing sponsors who we work with. And um, that was really great. And then I was doing a lot of styling education. I'm a design me artist. So I was in the Canadian markets quite a bit, which was so fun. Um I love Design Me. It's such a great brand and I'm so fortunate to be a part of it. Um, And then I just signed with a color company, but I haven't like 
fully, fully made that announcement yet. So I'm really excited about that. Um, And yeah, I have um, a bunch of collabs that I'm doing in 2024 for education. So be on the lookout for that. We're just getting our dates together. But I am so excited because like what you were saying with like collabing and, you know, doing all that, like we can do things on our own, but coming together with other artists has been such a game changer for me. And I have someone who like, will admittedly be like, I'm not that great of a group project type person. Like even in school, I was just like, eh, like not good at group projects. But this year, I'm like doing so many collabs, and I'm so excited about it. And what a game changer that is. Like, I have some really, really fun stuff happening. And so I'm just excited for the new year. I mean, I think in our industry, it's easy to like really compare ourselves, right? Because like with social media, where when you and I got into the industry, that didn't exist. And so you you didn't have yes there was like the comparison game in salons a little bit and the hierarchy of like you know what level you're at but like as a whole you didn't have that like with the whole world now we kind of do I don't I don't fall into that I feel like I'm too old for that (laughs) luckily right we have maturity on our side um but feel for these younger stylists that are like constantly comparing themselves and like worrying about where they are at social media wise and you know anyways but my point is is just like if you ignore all that and just like collab with other people it's such a beautiful thing it it really is so one you didn't hear me I'm going to say this again can we do a collab together oh my god please are you serious I would love that Let's actually chat about it. Yeah. Um, And then two, like, here's the thing that I'm learning. So for the longest time, I didn't, like, I was like, yeah, community over collab or collaboration over competition, right? Like I I bought into and subscribed to that, but I actually never applied it. Right. So like, I like the con, because I think like Cosmoprof came out or somebody, some big. Yes. No, I agree. And I was like, Yes but not me. <laughs> you guys. Yeah, yeah. You guys go ahead and <laughs> I'm not going to put myself in the mix because while, you know, when I was greener in the industry, yes, I didn't compare myself because we didn't have social media. I still very much did not feel a part of the industry. Like I would go to the hair shows with coworkers, but I didn't feel like I belonged for a really long time, which is why I think when when sweets were first coming out in California, this was for 13 mm-hmm. years ago. I was like, fuck yeah, sign me up. Like I can have my mm. own space because I don't feel like part like of- you didn't have a home. Yeah. I didn't. I mean, my you're salon- like, I'll make my own home in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Like my salon was great. My coworkers were great. The sal- I've worked in two salons. I mean, it was fine, but I never felt part of until I put myself out there. Yeah. I think. Like that was the big uh, differentiator for me was just like, okay, I'm sitting here just observing, just watching because there's that Roosevelt quote of like the man in the arena and what's her name? Brene Brown talks about it all the time uh, about how we judge when we're in in the sidelines. You can't judge unless you're in it. So I launched combed. I was like, I have to, like, I can't be antisocial and not feel part of this industry if I want to help because very similar to you. Like I have all this knowledge I've acquired, all of these mm-hmm. experiences, 
that I've had. And a big, big value of mine is contribution. Like I yeah. think that's the 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 epitome of like being a good person is how can you contribute, right? It's not For sure. me. How can so if I'm going to contribute, I have to be in the arena. And what I found is you can tiptoe in the arena and you gotta be careful because there are people who are not your people too. Yeah. And I don't know if you've experienced that. But if you come clean and you put yourself in the arena to put yourself in the industry, to talk to people, to DM your people that you like or you look up to or whatever, it you will build a community of some really fucking, like that's happened to me this year. Is that yeah. people actually feel like I have a home in this industry, like I do belong versus absolutely years I was like I'm just the weird Armenian girl who like went to private school and I'm fucking weird and now I'm like yeah but that's my power that's my superpower and I that is your superpower yes absolutely people who are weird with me and we're just like fucking rock on like yes (laughs) I love my band of weirdos listen I I feel the same way like once I stopped caring I mean look at me I have zero makeup on today um I, once I stopped caring about how I, I, my whole persona is making myself an idiot on the internet. Once I stopped caring about how that looked is when people gravitated towards me. Cause that's the true me. I didn't have to pretend to be pretty and put together. I just was myself. I got goosebumps. You know, that is, um, the, my definition of just fully being authentic. what I I shared about this in stories the other day what you think what you say and what you do are all in alignment that's authenticity right and so when you show up authentically um see like I've shown up looking like shit on stories on the podcast I've shown up Mm -hmm. up, I've shown up whatever it's the authentic in that moment when you show up that way it literally naturally attracts your people absolutely when you have a mask, and I think we're trained from a young age to put on a mask, right? Like we you have to fit in with fam- certain family members, certain friend groups, certain things. Absolutely. And bring that into our adult life and wonder why we don't have authentic connections. Yeah. And it's no, important. I mean, you hit that on the head. We are trained to do that. Be a certain way. Be polite. Be a, be a lady. Be all these things. You know, I mean, as women, we are, that is shoved down our throat at such a young age of like, don't be rude. Don't, you know, smile, smile, like, be nice, give a hug, be polite, you know? Yeah. I mean, these are all things that I won't had do not put on to my children. Cause I just like refuse. I think our generation is much more like, no, you know? But that is something as a society, we, we train ourselves to do. And I would say for the first 15 years of my career, I did that. I just was like, I need to be super polished. I need to always come on like fully. Remember when people be like, oh, sorry, I look like crap when they would get on stories. Like I refuse to do that. This is who I am. This is my skin, like it or not. Also, like, I think that comes with maturity too, right? Like I wouldn't have done that at 25. After you have kids too. I feel like it comes with after having, <laughs> like, I remember the first two years of having my son, I look like a, like, hot mess, but I was so happy. And that was one of the times I realized, totally. that, like, wow, I don't have to look like, you know, I'm Armenian. And if you know anything about Armenian culture, it is very much like 
You got to look a certain way. You got to act. Be a certain put way. together. Yeah. Yes. As, as an Armenian woman, and especially with my family, it's like you, you represent the family. And so when I had right. my baby, like I did not, I represented fucking fully embracing being a mom with the spit up and the crusty. I yeah. so happy that I didn't care. And I was like, yeah, oh, wait, I cannot care. I can. Yeah. And that's an option yeah <laughs> slowly the mask starts getting chipped away and sometimes it's not even the the physical mask it's it's the energetic mask that's the big one right because yeah if if I could show up on stories with no filter and no makeup like that would be really bold I'm not there yet I'll be the first to admit I'm not there yet um but it's the energetic mask that's gone right and so yeah because you can get on and say how you feel and say and be your authentic self. That's huge. Because a lot of people cannot do that. Yeah. And I'll say too, like, something that is very gratifying for me, I've been someone who's always dealt with feeling very insecure. I don't know any woman in life who hasn't felt that way. So my story is not unique. But I have always dealt with that. And I'm very proud of my like, it's so much more gratifying to build these relationships and like okay if we're being honest win certain awards right knowing I did that being myself a hundred percent like to be validated to be literally rewarded literally like you won BTC uh for what was it for funny video yeah I mean not just that but do you know what I'm saying like when you for a second though because yes it was funny but like that's you being you Yeah. I mean, for me, what really, and not, I don't like, I hate to toot my own horn, but modern salon is a, a, um, platform that I very much, um, have always looked up to. I mean, I've said it a million times, but like, remember being in the break room when you were first in the industry, looking through those magazines and being like, so for them to come and like award me Indie Pro of the Year based on like my work and education and my personality, that to me, I was like, it was so much more gratifying because I'm like, this was the time in my life where I'm truly myself. I had won other awards, truthfully, in my earlier in my career, but like it kind of felt weird because I knew I wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You were trying to like, always be something yeah and so for me at this point in my life it's very gratifying knowing that like being me is is enough it's more than enough but you know what I mean I think we grow up always feeling like you're never enough you are literally speaking to my heart I still felt that way not even that long ago and I still battle with that of Of course I mean I'm not fully healed <laughs> I don't think that ever happened but, yeah it's like it's a whole process of like just peeling back union yeah. and it's just never ending working on ourselves but like that that worthiness piece that self-worth that I am enough like it is something that I have to practice daily I have to remind myself daily because life be lifing sometimes and it does (laughs) so when you have that belief system from a young age and whether it's you brought it onto yourself or it was given to you by life circumstances Mm -hmm. like I don't deserve I am not enough like it's a daily battle 
And so it it's is. so important. Like you said, I don't like to toot my own horn. And while that's humble and like, I, I get that when shit like that happens, where you're validated for being enough, when you're validated for being worthy, like you have to, to because that's like, you have to hold on to that because what happens is our mind is literally going to go to your piece of shit. Yeah. Like, believe that or like, I don't deserve this or. Yeah. True. So when you get that validation, please fucking hold it and hold it at your heart. Totally. It's, it's, it's so important because it validates that I am worthy. I am enough. Yeah. I am not dolled up, not filtered, not masked, not trying to be something that I'm not like, no, I am enough. And I don't care who tells me I'm not, or who tells me I am like, I yeah, am I know I am. Yeah. But like how you build that is seeking the, the proof. Yeah. Outside. Like, no, and I think, and being with people, so like this is the year too. like, I feel very fortunate. I know so many people in the industry because of my videos. Right. And so many, but I have also found my people in all of that and people that whether I talk to you every day or I talk to you just on social, like people that I just know are my people. Do you know what I mean? And I think that is the beauty of social media too, because for people like you that were saying, I just never felt like I had my space. I could never found my people in the industry. I felt like I didn't belong. Like, there's so many of like I remember when I went to college my mom's like that's where you meet your true friends is in college because high school you're all put together because you live in the same zip code but college you find your people or you know whatever you do whether you're going to beauty school or just out in life that's when you find like your real people because it's not just based on where you live and I feel that way about social media I feel like I've really found my people and um, that is so much more gratifying too. When you're like, I have good people around me too. It's, I talk about it with my cousins. So I'm really, really close with my cousins. And mm -hmm. we always say like, I will catch you when you fall, like to find people like that, that are not family. That's wild to me. Yeah. I've had it in my family, but I feel like it in this industry. Like I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. And yeah, social media has absolutely um, made that possible. But here's the thing. It's not just social media. It's you. Yeah. Whoever's listening, showing up authentically, putting yourself out there in order to attract it. So you're not going to find your people just by posting on it or just by scrolling on Instagram. It's true. Right? You have to put in the work to get it. That's, I'm, yeah. learning. I'm learning and that's life lessons, right? Like you want to lose weight. You got to put in the work to get it. You want yeah. to put in the work to get it. You want to find community. You got to put in the work to get it. Like you got to go this far and then you get this. Right. They're not just going to come find you. You have to like put yourself out there. You have to be you. Um, and there, regardless of extrinsic rewards, there are so many internal rewards for just being yourself. <laughs> so like, I think, we have to remember that too. Like there, there's just so many good things about being and the showing up as your authentic self. And, you know, if you get some great relationships, relationships out of that too, that's even better. But like, I don't know. I think we're in a world that's just like, there's so much craziness. There's so much heaviness. There's so much sadness, truthfully. But also I have never had 
better and more um, deep relationships than I do now. You know, it's, so. it's interesting because earlier this year I was uh, just going through it, still kind of going through it, but like sure. I realized that polar duality exists that like the world can be scary and shitty, but also beautiful at the same time. So I true. could be breaking down and losing my fucking mind, but also like being built up and finding freedom. I like it's this, and I never realized it because, and I had a moment and it was in June where I was so fucking hurting, just being super vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like I was in so much pain. It not physically, like heartache. Yeah. Yeah. Devastate. I was like ugly crying, screaming to the universe, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Literally at that same exact moment, there's a voice in my head that's like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I remember I, I was like, what the fuck was that? Right. Because I was so, so fucked up. Yeah. Like not fucked up on drugs, but like I was just so hurt. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden I just hear, thank you, thank you. And I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? And so I journaled about it. And it's like, wow, even in that deep sadness, I find gratitude. How is that possible? How is that? How can I be sad and grateful at the same time? And so that started this whole journey of just like, and wow, and. And, and so I was right. grateful for it because once I journaled it out, I realized like, through that pain, there was so much good that was going to come. I just, my conscious mind didn't know it, but somehow, somewhere, yeah. conscious fucking fragment of my brain was like, no, 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 you're going to be really grateful for this moment. Yeah. Get through it. Don't fucking do nothing stupid. Get through it. Yeah. And sure enough, it just like domino affected and unfolded into so many great things where I'm like, so it's the and. So yeah, that's yeah. the happy. and. I can have great relationships. Absolutely. The world can totally suck and be amazing at the same time. But who, I didn't know that. Like, No, I'm, I didn't either. That didn't exist. And did not exist. It was or, <laughs> you know, there was no and. But it was I so think. shocking to me. Girl, I was like, wait, what the fuck yeah. is possible? And yeah. like, I talk to people and they're like, yeah, I've had that too. And I'm like, how? how can I be sad and happy at the same time? Like that's, I feel crazy. And I would text my cousins, I'm losing my mind. And they're like, no, you're not. You're good. I'm like, okay, catch me, right. if, I fall. Catch me if I fall. Cause I feel like I'm a fucking Yeah. Asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so Absolutely. Good. No, I Absolutely. love that. Um, so I have a question just kind of going mm-hmm. on a tangent. When you're talking about how this year you got more involved in education, what, um, what was that experience like for you? Because I remember like, so I've been in education for a really long time. Um, I started with brands and then I started combed and uh, like, it's just part of my wheelhouse at this point. Yeah. Seeing people step into that, like, because I think, I don't think, I know that there are a lot of you who are listening, who are wanting to take that leap. I see it. I've seen it for a couple of years where, you know, independent education is slowly starting to, uh, to take a right, maybe faster now, but there's a lot yeah. of you that may be afraid, a lot of you that have some sort of stuff. So what was your experience like when you, what made you want to decide to get into it? And then how you actually doing it, um, like actually stepping into doing it, like what was in your mind and then where are you at now with it? Just yeah. Like, well, first and foremost, I just want to say, Yeah, I just want to say real quick before I jump into that, like, 
there's a lot of conversations that I don't like happening on the internet where people are being like, oh, everybody's an educator now. Everybody's a coach now. Listen, if you want to be an educator and you want to be a coach, go do it. Okay. Like first and foremost, I hate that conversation because who is anyone to decide who should be an educator or coach? And there's a million people who need to be educated. So there can be a million educators. It's totally fine. So I just want to like that, that conversation really bugs me. Um, but anyways, (laughs) because like, I couldn't fucking agree with you more. And like, I have people that I've coached and mentored and they're like, I want to do education, but it's like, every, like everybody's an educator or the industry is so saturated. So what? First of all, everybody is an educator. They're not you. Here's the only, only tidbit that I would say, don't do it just because everyone's doing it. Do it because you feel that. I, I think if you're going to go into education, you need to have a mindset of like giving back. I did, um, a live with Nina Tulio, uh, like maybe a month ago talking about education. And we talked a big time about, you need to go into it with the mindset of serving others, right? Don't go into education. Like I'm going to make a million dollars. I want to, you know, don't do it that way. Like or that's that you just like be happy and like show how fucking phenomenal you are because you probably yeah nobody fucking cares. Like first and foremost, no one cares. Like no ego in this industry like blows huh. my mind because like no one cares. Anyways, so happy, but because I grew up in an industry where educators were ego. Oh, absolutely. And- like. Also, it was not regular people who were educators, right? This was people who were like, you know, and a lot of it, if I'm being honest, back in the early 2000s, when you and I were first in the industry and educators would come or I would go see an educator, I was always, if I'm being honest, underwhelmed because we put them on this platform and they do come up with such a big ego and not saying that I didn't learn stuff from those people. But a lot of it was just like smoke and mirrors and you kind of left feeling like, okay, you know, they were not regular people experiencing everyday clients behind the chair. They were people charging $1,200 for a haircut dealing only with celebrities. So, so they're not relatable in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I just love that us, the, like, I'm putting myself in this category, like average Joe, so to speak, are educators now who are doing real hair behind the chair. Yes, yes. So I would say first and foremost, please don't. Yeah. I would say first and foremost, go into it with a mindset of serving other people. There is there money to be made in education, of course. However, don't do it with that mindset. I got into education because I had educated so when I was in a commission salon, I was in charge of I was the hairdresser there. So I did all the new talent training, created, helped with our new talent program. So I always loved teaching others. Um, and then I started teaching for salons, like their new talent program. So they would hire me, come in and I would just teach their staff. So I kind of like been dabbling in it for a while, but I just felt like this was the time in my career, you know, people were starting to kind of know who I was. So I felt like, okay, independent education can be an outlet for me to kind of like, I'm someone who has to wear a lot of hats. Like I'm an overjoiner, and people are like, how are you doing all this? I'm like, I'm hanging by a thread, but I'm doing it. I always say it's either a thread or a noose, but I'm hanging. I'm hanging. Right. Right. Hanging. We're hanging. So, I mean, I, I just, 
I felt like it was the, the time was right for me. I felt confident in being an educator because I feel like that's nerve wracking too. And so people sometimes think it's like this glamorized thing, but too, when you're traveling all the time and you're a lot of times you're alone, right? Like uh, when I'm on brand trips, I'm usually alone. And so that's not like that glamorous. You're on a plane, you're sick all the time. Like, you're always running from airport to airport. Like I, I I've done I think fifty six classes this year, and all. Oh my gosh! Like, what city am I? I don't even know what city I'm in. Like I'm just I'm here. I don't. It becomes right. so. I mean, don't I fucking love it? I love no, it. No, absolutely. I am. It's you're you're fucking traveling and your suitcase and your travel makeup and your regular makeup and your travel yeah. hairstyle hair stuff and it's a lot. It's a lot. yeah. I mean, I feel like I've gotten a system down now, so it's just like I just do it, but. Um, I love meeting other people from all over. I love sharing like what I know, what they know. Like, it's so fun. I collab, like I said, with my friend, Erin Ray, um, she was more versed in independent education. So it was like great to team up with her because she knew like the logistics of like event bright and all those things that I hate doing. I'm just like, I'll Venmo you girl. Like I'm that. Friend. Let's make it easy. Just <laughs> you do it and I pay you. So, um, and then working with now I'm working with brands and that's just amazing too. And then I work for my distributor as well. So it's, it's fun having it's, they're all a little different, right? Distributors, independent brands, it's all different, but good in different ways too. We're on the same, we're literally in the same boat. Cause everyone's like, dang, like you teach a lot. I'm like, yeah. Cause I teach for like 17 different types of things that's the thing yeah for the manufacturer I work for my distributor I work with other distributors I do the independent like it's all because my passion is education now do I have to eventually niche it down I do because after some point wearing all the hats like something is going to fall through the cracks absolutely but until you get there so let me ask you stepping into the independent education what Mm -hmm. was your mindset when it came to it's oversaturated, I know you said you don't like it that everyone's doing it, but like that's that's a thought that crosses your mind or it didn't even cross your mind. Of course, like not really. I mean, I'm somebody who's kind of like, let's just see how it goes. If I fail, I fail. I failed enough in this industry that it's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, but I guess the mindset was just like, you know, I know that I'm a normal person doing normal hair. And I think that's attractive for people. I think we need that. I mean, of course, because the market is a little saturated, right? We had to think through our pricing. Like that was definitely a conversation of like, we need to price this correctly. Um, But like outside of that, we just kind of took the leap. We're just like, let's go for it, you know? And um, oversaturated or not, again, if you show up authentically online, you're going to find your people who want to go see you love it i know i had somebody tell me how many burger joints are on beach boulevard how many burger joints are on beach and i was like okay okay all right all right place real quick like it's true how many department stores right no i mean that's the thing like i think people forget like there's so many of us that need to be educated so it's fine and like I think for me, I was as a newer educator, I was a little nervous about like, well, at that salon, so and so has been there. Why would people want to come see me when they saw so and so? 
you know, big names, right? But like, just because everyone's not for everyone, right? So just because someone has a big name or just because someone is specializes in this doesn't mean they're the person for everybody. There's an educator for everybody. So, and that that uh, if you're if you're toggling with the idea of getting into educating, whether it's for brands or independents or whatever. I think the most important thing, and I think you'll agree with your year of educating and meeting all these people this year, that if you're you fully authentically and not trying to be like, I'm not trying to be like Morgan. Morgan's not trying to be, I'm not trying to be like Sarai. Sarai's not trying to be like, everyone's kind of doing their, their themselves. Yeah. You can operate from there. Then your people are going to come and they're going to want to see you. They're going to want to meet you. They're going to want to learn from you and you're going to contribute. Yeah. When it's this mask of I'm an educator, yeah, you're Girl, gonna hold. <laughs> you're gonna yeah. hold real fucking quick because people are gonna show up to your class. And listen, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but I've no, no, no. salons where you know the, they've come to my class and they've come to other people's classes and big names, and they're just like, "What a different experience! Not better, not worse, but different because different. you're fucking real." Yeah. You keep it real. You keep it true. You're like, it's not bullshit. And yeah. so they need three times the amount for that and got 10 times the information here. So if you're embarking on this journey, or even if you've been in education for a long education for a long time, a loving reminder, just check yourself. What's 100%. your intentions? What's the reason you're doing this? And make sure it's in alignment with your values, whatever those are. Mine is contribution. Mine is... um empowerment like those are my values so I could authenticity I communicate that in my education and I think you do the same you do this yeah I think you just like um to making people feel comfortable to learn I've been to classes that I've just felt uncomfortable I immediately felt unworthy almost like I I felt like no you're the student I'm the educator. I do everything right. Your way is wrong. Like we've all been to one of those educators. And I think getting into education, you have to remember, like these people are paying to see you. Like how amazing and humbling is that? Like it's wild to me. But um, yeah, I just want to make people comfortable to learn. So I'll fully admit in a class like, oh, I fucked this up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because that's real life. Fuck being up here. Like when yeah. I when we were in Utah for a uh, balanced stylist society retreat, it's probably been over 10 years since I've been on a stage. I teach in a classroom setting. I teach online. I teach on like, yeah. you know, this level. Now. Yeah. So sure. once I like, was on there and I looked around, there was like a hundred something people. I was like, and I started tapping like I'm worthy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Because even in my 15 or 16 years, I've taught all over the place. In that moment, I was like, oh. So I, to be vulnerable in that moment and say, I, I'm yeah. nervous. I am. I'm nervous. Like, Absolutely. Like, some of the educators that I used to go see, they would never, ever admit that. But you know, they thought yeah. everyone feels it. I don't they know. had to. Because you know what? I can go in super, super confident. Like I kind of do the same spiel as far as like my application. I always teach the same application that like I know on the back of my hand, but what we like, we have coined these people as the disruptors. There's always one person in a class that's looking at you like this. Yep. 
And it might just be their face. It might not be that they're, but I constantly feel myself staring at that person and get more and more nervous as the class goes on because I'm like, am I teaching anything of value? Because I'm not looking at the the other 40 people who are smiling at me. I'm looking at that one person like she hates me. She hates what I'm teaching. That's a thing, not a you thing. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, I think as educators, you have to remind yourself that like people are gravitating to you for a reason. I had to do that very early on. Like our first class that I taught was the first time that I had taught lived in color um, on that level. And I was like left and I was like, I feel really good about it. But that one girl, that one girl looked at me like, I, you know, and you have to let go of that. So go into education also like confident um be at a I would say like I don't want to ever deter people from going into education I mean I will if you're not going to do it for the right reasons but also I would just say make sure you're ready like I see some people or they'll reach out to me and they're like well I really feel like education's the route but like I don't feel ready and I'm like I would just wait till you're ready like that's my only advice because I wouldn't have been ready four years ago, um, three years ago to do what I'm doing now. And so I just think you'll know when the time is right. Um, but, and it's but not an oversight. Just make sure, and here's, this is just a different perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're truly not ready and it's not the fear that's sabotaging. Yes, that for if sure. That happens like, a, lot, a lot. And we do that, right? We're like, oh no, I'm not ready. Mainly because I'm fearful. But I mean, in the sense of like, ready in the way that to serve others, ready in the way for like, to facilitate what that means and like, ready for kind of your commitment with that, you know, because it is, it's a huge commitment. I mean, I've been away, I counted, I just finished my 13th trip, which is nothing compared to 52, but, um, 52 trips. But still, it was just like, it was a lot for my family too to adjust to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've got an amazing husband who just like picks up the pieces, but, and like, we joke that he has full custody of our children and I'm just here <laughs> hanging out. But um, no, I mean, it is, it's a commitment on all ends, right? It's a commitment for me. It's a commitment from students, but it's a commitment for my family too, that we've had to create. There's a lot of factors to consider. It's funny because my friend just sent me a podcast episode that I recorded with her in 2018. <laughs> Love 18. that. And it was the year I was launching Combed. I was wow. like, yes, baby launching. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm really excited. I was just listening to it this morning and I started getting emotional. There was a point to this. Oh, the point was that uh, that the podcast had nothing to do with it. Um, there's a lot of factors that you have to consider. Like, yes, the, oh, that was the point. Um, because I shared on that podcast. So that was recorded in 2018, but combed education started six years before that. Mm. So I think it was 2011 or 2012. I was, this is just random. I was doing a 90 day leadership program. And, um, my goal was to create an education company and do three or four classes. And I did it because that was my goal. That's what I thought I wanted, but bitch, I did those three or four classes and then six years went by with nothing. So sure. I wasn't committed. Now I look back and had I, oh my God, I'd be in a different place right now, but I wasn't committed. I did the classes and then I stopped. 
Because so it was like you needed that break, though. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. All of the shit that came up. So you got it. The commitment is important. The time commitment, the money commitment, the family commitment, um, mm-hmm. just a lot of things Like you got to feel prepared. You have to know how to facilitate. You need to know how to own the room. And I don't say yeah. that in a happy way. There's content, which is what you're delivering. And then there's context. How do you maintain context? Because I will be the first to admit, I've taken classes uh, years ago from people that I thought were like, oh my God, you're amazing. And I go and I'm like, you can't hold context. Everybody in the class is like side conversation, shit's happening. So like, there's a lot to it. So just if you're considering, I don't know here, but if you're considering getting into independent education, something I'm doing next year is to help people who are interested in that because it's so much more than taking what you know and sharing it. There's a way to communicate, there's a way to facilitate, there's a way to keep context, there's a way to understand who's in your audience and how to deal with them. So when somebody's sitting like this, you know how to Yeah. And I mean, I know a lot of amazing, amazing artists. Just because you're an amazing artist doesn't mean you're gonna be an amazing educator and vice versa. And I so I think don't put follower count, don't put all that into like, oh, am I worthy of being an educator? Because there's a lot of people who are amazing artists, but aren't good educators or vice, you know, whatever. So, and you're not going to know until you do it. That's the truth. You're not going to I mean, and it. like, too, yeah. like, I think people get scared, like, oh, I don't want to travel. And you don't have to travel, do stuff in your own area. All you really need as an independent artist doing independent education is a whole salon, right? Like, get your curriculum and all that together on your end. My shit's online. Right. I mean, or, or do that. And like, people are like, oh, well, you work with so many amazing brands. You don't need a brand backing to teach. Do whatever you want. I believe that one for years. I was like, I need to work with a brand. Oh, absolutely. You know why though, Morgan? Because when I launched uh, in 2011 or 2012, I went to salons. I did the cold calling. I walked in like, yeah. Tell what I was, what I was teaching. Number one question. Who do you work for? Yeah. yeah. What brand do you represent? Which distributor are you with? Who? No, it's so true. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not. It's just, it's, it's me. Just me. Here yeah. I am. <laughs> like this was again in 2011. And they were like, um. Pass. Yeah. So, no, yeah. it's so true. I mean, and again, before social media, you had to be with a brand to be, to do insulin education. There was no independent education. There was no, I have my independent brand that I've created online that didn't exist. So yeah, I mean, we've really shifted out of that. Working with brands is great. Having the brand support is amazing. However, you don't have to have that to be an educator. And, and, and just FYI, y'all are so scared to reach out to these brands. You don't think they want to sponsor your shit? Come on. Like as a, as somebody who's worked with brands, very rarely do they say no. Very rarely very rarely so like you're all up in your head about i can't text i can't dm from our they're not going to give me stuff absolutely you'll have a box next week this is the thing like (laughs) i'll have a box next week (laughs) like i feel so fortunate (laughs) i feel so fortunate that I do get a lot of brand support and brands reach out to me all the time and I know that's because I have built um the social media following right but like at the end of the day and that's great but at the end of the day like you have to also make your own way like you you have to I so many opportunities that have come my way is because I've made them happen 
not because <laughs> I've waited for an email. For shit. I tell everybody this. Nobody owes you anything. Nobody's going to come save you. Nobody's going to do it for you. Put on your big girl panties and go. No brand is, I mean, unless you're like, you know, way up here, no brand is reaching out to you. You have to make things happen in your life. And I've had so many rooms that I've been in that I shouldn't be in, but I made that happen because I was like, I knew the right people. I'm on your podcast today because I made my way into your DMs once upon a time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, but people don't, they underestimate networking so much that I'm like, I have a friend in every corner of the world because I'm a natural networker, right? Like, like when I come to Chicago, I have like five friends in Chicago. Well, good. You have me too. So we're going to get together. We're going to talk about that. Um, But yeah, it's, you have to put yourself out there again. Nobody is going to give you shit. Nobody owes you anything. They're not going to be like, oh, wow, you're doing great. Unless you're like big time. So yes. Yeah. Girl panties, put yourself in the rooms that you don't belong in. Make your own fucking way and go. What's the worst that's going to happen? Morgan, what's the exactly. worst? Exactly. They're going to tell you. Um, they're going to tell you no and you move on to something else. Yeah. Like, just like people are saying everything else is saturated, the market's saturated with brands as well. There is a brand for you if that's your goal. Like, I'm not saying you have to work with a brand, but if that's your goal, you find your people, find your brand. I'm very lucky I'm aligned with two brands that are like my people. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't feel like a number to them. I feel like my opinion matters. I feel like they respect my time. They respect my paycheck. Find the brands that will do that for you. If that is your goal. Yep. If that's what you want, but anything, anything, anything in this industry is possible. You guys, there really is no ceiling at all, at all, whether it's education behind the chair, extension business, avant-garde runway, whatever it is that you want to do in this industry, you can absolutely, absolutely. There are a couple of stipulations. Number one, you have to show up as your authentic self to bring your people, your brands, your collabs, your people to you. That is first and foremost. And number two, you have to do it scared. You have to. And you have to do it hard. (laughs) Yeah, do it hard. Do it scared. Fucking, you just have to take, on the podcast I was listening to this morning that I did in 2018, I shared a Martin King quote, and it said, Mm -hmm. take the first step in faith. You do not have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. First step. I love that quote. I love that quote. It's so true. We're so focused. I think there's so many of us, and I've been guilty of this too, that we're trying to rush our goals because everything online seems like it happened so quickly. People will be like, oh my God, they'll DM me. They're like, how is all this stuff happening for you? I'm like, because I'm 18 years in and I've worked 18 years to get here. It didn't happen overnight. I know that a lot of people see Instagram and they think overnight success, but they didn't see the nights, the years that I made $12,000 for the whole year. They didn't see the, the tears. They didn't see me, you know, all the things. And so I think, um, like you said, go into it authentically, go in scared, but you have to work hard too. Nothing comes for free. And like we've said a few times today, no one cares. No one gives a fuck that you, whatever, you got to make it happen and you have to work hard. And I think too, what we really need to come back to as far as behind the chair is really serving our guests. I think somehow that has gotten lost in the wayside and it makes me really sad. 
Um, we are in the service industry. I think people have forgotten that a little bit. I'm not saying we shouldn't have boundaries. I don't know. And, then and I freaking like a, a taken advantage of, and you know, I think people should respect your time, your money, all those things Our profession. First and foremost, I would love to be respected as a hairstylist. I know society still has some catch up to do that, but I think at the end of the day, there's been way too many conversations that let's face it, clients are privy to. Our Instagram is not just for us and hairstylists. So talking shit about clients. So I'll tell you. Talking shit about clients and like talking shit about our job. Like, yes, it's hard work. I love what I do. I'm exhausted every freaking day. And I work harder 18 years in than I did in the beginning. It doesn't stop, right? Like, there's no moment that you're like, well, I can just sit back now. I, sorry, it doesn't I mean, exist. I had, I want to share two things. I had somebody recently, um, we were having dinner and I had a couple of students purchase the course. And I was like, this is so fucking cool. Like, I'm having dinner and people are buying my course. I'm making money. They're going to learn. Like, this is such a win-win. And she was like, oh my God, it's so easy. And I was like, easy. You know how much I put into this? Do you know that I spent six months working nonstop for it to be easy now? It's not easy. It was not. Um, not to mention the overhead you had to invest. Like people think, right, that <laughs> I had a client tell me this was not that long ago. And I it took me a, a minute to compose myself. And she was she's younger than me, um, but thinks she's got a very important sales job. Good for you, girl. You got your degree. That's amazing. But definitely has that mindset of like hairstylists are just my servant, whatever. That I will not tolerate. So we are here to serve our guests, but I don't want to feel less than than anyone. Um, but she said to me, oh, my job is so stressful. You're so lucky you just get to do hair. Mm-hmm. And that... Oh, girl, I was like, and I'm not a confrontational person at all. Like, I will move away before I have to confront someone. But I was like, if that was it, if that's all I did was could come and just do hair, that would be so easy. Like, as if doing hair alone isn't hard work. But like, do you think that's all I do? They do. They do. And It's it's crazy. She's like, I'm thinking about going to beauty school. And she's like, um, my age. And she's like, you mm-hmm. just make it look so fun and it's just so great. And like you inspire <laughs> me and like you make really good money and like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, be prepared. Because be prepared. And like, the, I would say, like, let's be honest, the amount of people making really good money is probably like less than 50%, right? So when people like see that, and yes, we do glamorous. I will admit, I make very good money. Okay, I work However, for it. But like I said, there was years that I made twelve thousand dollars in one year. Like it doesn't happen. Just you know, I don't show up and get a paycheck. Like that is funny. I think yeah, that gets a little over glamorized too. And while I like the conversation that we are ballers, because we are. I think too, it's over glamorized, right? That people are like, oh, if hairstyles, they're just like raking in the dough. Like, that's not exactly true either. A lot of work. When a lot of people work. People were just like surprised. Yeah. Just like, damn. Like, I was having a conversation yeah. with a friend and they're like, wait, what? That was in one day? And I was like, yeah. But yeah, I worked my yes, ass off. Yes. I made your two week paycheck in one day. But like what it took to get here, 
Yeah. The business building, the networking, the technique, the education, the investment, the time. Like, it wasn't, yeah. I'm a hairdresser, now I'm making buku dollars. Like, no. Totally. Yeah, I mean, and now, like, yes, I'm making really good money, but I'm also, like, dabbling in, like, seven different things. So, like, uh-huh. you know, it's just, it's, you know, it's a lot of work. And it's, um, I love the work, though. That's what I feel very fortunate about, is I work as much and as hard as I do is because I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. And don't discount how important hard work is. We are yeah. living in a society that is very much like, I want it. I want it now. I want it to be easy. Yeah. And while very, maybe less than 1% of people do get that, um, where they just get lucky, it's not, that's not the case. So even this if is not you're, it. Yeah. you're trying to get into independent education, like, like I said, that podcast was recorded in 2018. Comb started in 2011. This year, this 2023 is the first year that it was like actually fucking profitable. Yeah. Yeah. Many fucking years later. So uh, right. authentically stay consistent. You will find your people and be prepared to work hard. That's it. Yeah. That's like the key to success. That's the recipe. That's the recipe. That's the recipe. It's not going to be handed to you. Fucking make your space. Find your, find the space. Or if it's not there, make it. In the rooms that you're not supposed to be in. Fucking Absolutely. Fine. And if you yeah. don't feel like you have an avenue, if you don't have a space, make one. The people yeah. gravitate towards you. You know, when that I work with um, magics in 2020, I made the space for me there. I called them and I said, this is what you need right now. The world is shut down. You cannot back down. This is what you need. This is what I propose. And I can do this for you. Yeah. You fast forward three years later. Like, so you got it. You got to be, you just, you got to take the first step. Take Take the the first step. step. A lot of us believe for some reason that you need the motivation to do something while yeah. the truth the honest to god truth is the motivation comes once you build the momentum totally motivation is you're never gonna really wake up and be like i'm gonna start a workout program and go on yeah no. that, you gotta just start it and then once you start it you become obsessed totally so the first step i mean there is definitely still a an avenue of fake it till you make it in our industry yeah. Um, you know, especially when you're like, you know, working with brands and doing those conversations, like just go in and just do it. Cause yeah, I was not confident doing that. Now, when I work with brands, whether it's for a small, um, contract or a long contract, I'm like, it's very important to me that I get to be myself and they all want that. They're like, yes, that's why we love you. That's where And so, right. So like, you know, you get to that point where you're confident being like, well, this is me. And that's important to me to be me. But that comes after you take the first step. It does. Because I was definitely very not myself and very like, okay, yes, whatever. What do you need for a long time? And now I'm like, if it doesn't work for me, it's not going to work for them. Right? Like if I have to come and be a certain way, like that's not going to benefit them. And they know that brands aren't stupid, you know? They're on social, they're seeing what's happening, they're seeing what people are resonating with, and it's authenticity. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because there is a lot of fake shit in our world. And like if if a small corner of the internet can be real, like that's just what we're gonna go to. I love it. I love it here. I fucking (laughs) I am so happy I am so happy number one that we were able to make this podcast happen I appreciate you you. you. 
Um, but I adore you. It's not just because you're funny. It's not just because your work is good, but like you're the way you see things, your mindset, how you speak, how you just how you are resonates so deeply with me. I adore you. I absolutely you're love so you. You're so sweet. The feeling is mutual. I mean, um, I have followed you for so long now, but again, you are just who you are online, offline, and you are my people for sure. And like, we have so many of the same people. Like that's how oh, I knew I'm so like, oh, like, she's friends with so-and-so. Yes. We're so family. Yeah. We are so family. Yeah. I love yeah. Thank you so much. Um, So I do want to talk to you about some sort of a collab in 2024. Yeah, let's do that. Absolutely. Not about that, but uh, I appreciate you. I know you're super busy. I know you have a family and you wear all the hats. So for you to take some time out to chat with this me. This is my pleasure, truly. I, if I have to schedule time to hang out with you, I will do it anytime. I love it. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Um, Thank for those you. Who are listening at Jade Beauty Co. Um, on Instagram, uh, you have seen her. But if for some reason you're <laughs> on a corner of the internet where you haven't, please go um, and just take some tissues because you are going to cry <laughs> and then be shocked at some of the most amazing work uh, that this woman creates. So you are absolutely an inspiration. You are a light to this industry. Oh, so you. proud of you for taking that leap into education. Um, and I hope that the people that you get to inspire um, just continue to grow. So I absolutely adore you. Thank you for your time. I love Thank you, girl. Love you. Uh, until next time, guys. Happy hair coloring. <laughs>